The Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook by using promo code RTRS and brought to you by Briggs Auction. No, I actually don't think it's Briggs Auction. It is Briggs Auction. So shout out Briggs Auction. Um, go to BriggsAuction.com slash Ricky. Body bio, get 20% off any body bio order with promo code RTRS20 at bodybio.com and kinetic skateboarding, get 9.1% off your first order with promo code Dave Silver. On the show today, the Sixers are once again proposing to build a new arena in the city of Philadelphia. They say it'll be at 10th and Market and be there a really long time from now. We will go over that as well as the tiers put the athletic, the athletic put Sixers players in, whether they are correct or incorrect, and an update from one of our most stunning relation, relationship advice segments in years. I did mention Kinetic. Mike, I don't know if you saw the Phillies color Nike SB Dunks that they are having a, a uh, raffle for right now. The, the baby blue and maroon, which are fucking nice sick. Yeah. Nice looking shoe. Yeah, real nice looking shoe. The, things like that you're only going to find at Kinetic. They also did a release of the Kinetic Reaper shirts in those colors, in the maroon, the baby blue. Really just fucking great. Look, it's a million degrees. You need some more short sleeve t-shirts. Kinetic skateboarding is where you go for those. Of course, you get skateboards there. T-shirts, I'm into t-shirts and sneakers that you're not gonna find anywhere else. Use promo code Dave Silver at kineticskateboarding.com to get 9.1% off your first order. Without any further ado, Amos and the chef. Welcome to the Rights Ricky Sanchez podcast. I'm Spike Eskin, along with a guy who is knee deep in Furcon Corkmile's birthday weekend. That is one, Mike Levin. Oh, you are muted again. Ah, there we are. I made. I made a. I'm. I'm wrapping so many gifts for Corkmile. He's really on me to try to get all the presents. <laughs> out to his guests and party favors and everything and so it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty big it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a white party but nobody fa- nobody famous just white party. will michael rubin even be there at folks no, no he won't it was michael rubin's birthday by the way recently 50 wow per james harden's instagram that is too old to be doing the stuff he's doing but robert Kraft is still doing shit so i don't know yeah. maybe it's weird i don't that it's weird. James Hart. Good for you, but slow down, my guy. <laughs> Take it easy on yourself. They're really Watch leaning a film into the in the afternoon. They're really leading into the we're cheating bit 
by like they could settle down with the Instagram bit a little bit, you know, like mentioning each other constantly and they could chill out a little, right? Especially Maybe if everybody like, thinks they're cheating. I hear that. I hear that. Maybe they don't have to. I'm just saying it's just seems maybe they're like how would guilty people act in this situation (laughs) and it'd be like we wouldn't talk as much we would be like you know once in a while a like here there but it's like if we're so obvious about it then maybe like oh well they can't be guilty because they're being they're really flaunting it Mm -hmm. so maybe it's that quick question without looking how old do you think Furkan Korkmaz is oh uh, 26. It's 25. 25. Yeah. He, I would have thought, he seems like he's been on the Sixers for a hundred years. He's, isn't he the second <laughs> longest tenured Sixer? Next to Embiid? Yeah, he has yeah. to be. Yeah. 2016. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, the, the draft. We've lasted through hot streaks, cold streaks, trade requests. God bless him. Was on the Ricky once without Mike. Mike had a stomach bug that day. Oh, right. That was in person. Mm -hmm. Yep. It was startling to see how much taller he was than you, which I know inherently. But then on the court, he's like, yeah, he's like a he's a relatively big wing. But then in real life. Wish we could have had CJ's girlfriend's dad there to show the actual specific difference Mm -hmm. so we don't have to speculate. But Mm -hmm. what are you going to do? So this week, the Sixers announced, much to the surprise of the city of Philadelphia, who seemed stunned by uh, by the announcement, the announcement of their hope to build 76th place at 10th and Market, where the old gallery is. It's now the Fashion District Mall. The timeline is as follows, entitlements and approvals for the next three years, then design for three years after that, then demolition for two years after that, then construction for three years after that, and then opening in September of 2031. Which is when the Wells Fargo contract runs out, right? Correct, right. It is led by, there's a bunch of names involved, but is led most notably by David Adelman, who is the, uh, I guess, CEO of campusapartments.com. Now, a couple of things that you'll, you'll notice if you watch a lot of Sixers games, you've probably seen David Adelman on the sidelines next to Josh Harris a lot. He sits there a lot. Mm. Also, you should know that campusapartments.com was started by Alan Horwitz, who is the white-haired guy that sits sideline at Sixers. Mm. So there is that connection as well. They say that the building will cost $1.3 billion. And they say they're they're not going to ask for any city city funding for the building of the the building. Um, There has already been an opposition group that has has voiced their concern, the, the representing Chinatown residents and businesses. The same thing happened when the Phillies talked about a, a stadium in the in a similar area. So before before I give my my take on this, I'm curious what yours is. Oh, well, I think overarching take is quite honestly, yeah, I was a season ticket holder for a long time, but quite honestly, I I don't go to very many games anymore. Mike lives in Los Angeles. 
I mean, it doesn't affect me personally almost at all. So everything that I say is either a projection of what I think in a global sense or how it might affect somebody else. But personally, it doesn't affect me one way or the other. It's 10 years from now. I'm, I hope I'm alive. Just that is an, you know, you know, an umbrella Ag- over all of this. <laughs> Aggregate that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what is your, what is your thought? Yeah. I mean, the, the first through 70th most important thing is that it's uh, not being uh, publicly funded. Like that's mostly the only thing that matters. It's like if, you, if you're going to pay with your own money, then like fucking go get it, man. The idea that the city would subsidize the, some of the richest people in the country building a vanity arena in the middle of where people live, like would have been, would have been tough. Um, well, but the fact that they're supposedly not as far as that goes, that's great. It's better than it could have been. Um, just to go in there, I think that's almost definitely a lie. Um, so they, when they proposed the Penn's Landing building, it also did not have specifically public funding, but they asked for almost a billion dollars in tax subsidies, sure. which is, they're not going to put on the website, you know, we're funding it ourselves, though we do want to not pay a billion dollars yeah. in taxes. Sure. So you know, which is sort of what they did in Camden. So I just want to put out there, yes, it would be nice if it doesn't cost the city of Philadelphia anything. There's no way that that's true. But in my opinion, maybe I'll be proven wrong, but in my opinion, there's no way that that's true. That's fair. And probably, yeah. I would love a section on the website on like handshake deals and pats on the back. Well, and by the way, they said, they said no Philadelphia money. They didn't say no Pennsylvania money, just as a, another thing in there so so anyway continue sorry to interrupt yeah um but yeah i mean i yeah again maybe we're not the podcast to listen to for uh how this personally affects us but like yeah i totally support you know tenants and renters that live there and are going to be fucked over by this it would be uh it's a long time away but i'm sure that's going to start soon um Mm -hmm. and hopefully they you know i i don't have much hope for this but hopefully they are at least supporting those people that they're going to displace or move out of there, or those businesses, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I, as far as like, is it going to be good for the community or bad for the community or good for business or bad for the, you know, public space? I, who knows? Um, I, I think that the, uh, I read Seamus Clancy's uh, post in the Philly Voice about like it being like a, all the four for four in one place. Um, for as long as it's been and how he grew up around there. And I thought that was valid and interesting. And uh, we'll still have it for the next 10 years. So it's not like it's going away entirely. So it's, again, we'll see if we're alive. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess my my opinion is could have been worse. It's probably these, the, there was never a world where these guys weren't going to try to build an arena. Um, so the fact that they are at least name checking privately funded and <laughs> trying to do it as like within the community as possible as like at least at least like vaguely gesturing to that like i guess is better than a lot of other shitty billionaires building their little playhouses in uh around the country so i guess could have been worse is my take but um i guess i don't 
I'm open to being to being more mad about it if if someone wants to take it to me. All right. Well, I'm going to give you some takes, not not in an effort to make you more mad about it, because again, I want to be clear. I'm not mad about it. I'm just giving my opinion about it. I will give my opinion about it right after. Well, actually, it's funny. I was going to talk about DraftKings. I will give my odds that this actually happens. My official spike odds, but not DraftKings odds. But if DraftKings were going to do it, I would say the odds of this happening are plus 300,000. It's, it's not going to happen. Like, I don't think it's going to happen. So an if, arena? An arena at, at all? At, at 10th and Market will not happen. There's just no chance it'll happen at 10th and Market. I, I will I, take the odds of plus 300,000 with absolutely no experience whatsoever. That is, Those are good odds, and I would like to personally wage them with you. If well, you if, are well, I'm to. not a sports book like DraftKings is, so I can't take okay. your money legally. Saying it over maybe, a podcast seems binding, though, so I, I, might, is, we'll talk to I don't CJ, know. I'll talk to Cornblatt and CJ, see if I can put a bet in. So, uh, Embiid more Embiid MVP odds only plus six fifty, which makes the the arena odds seem like, boy, seem like really, really long. Maybe I should rethink them. Maybe a little bit lower. Um, no, who do you think? Set. Who do you think is the favorite for most improved player? Oh, I haven't even started thinking about that yet. Uh, Just take a guess. Um. Let's see. Uh, maybe second year players tough to get there. I was gonna go to like one of the Detroit guys, like a Cade Cunningham. Um, I mean, maybe Christian Wood if Dallas plays really well, but oh that, people God. don't like him. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody even on the list. Maybe Tyrese Halliburton if like Indiana. Tyrese Halliburton is the co- Tyrese Halliburton is the co favorite at plus twelve hundred. He was already so good towards the end of last year that I struggle to see them making the playoffs and him being like. That important um, to that. I think he's probably going to be as good as he was last year. Christian Wood is plus 7,500. Anthony Edwards is the co-favorite with Halliburton at plus 1,200. Okay. I mean, those Seems are boring, possible because the team will get better. Guys, they were already good. I think, yeah. I think most improved, I mean, I know people are like, most improved should be given to guys who are really good then got great. But it's like, it's more fun to be like, all of a sudden this guy came out of nowhere and was like a helpful player in a rotation team. Like, I like that. I'm like a playoff team. That I like that stuff. DraftKings Sportsbook giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Make a bet up to $1,000. If it doesn't win, you get another shot to cash in. Also, same-game parlays, futures like we were just talking about, MMA, baseball, golf, all that kind of stuff. DraftKings, safe, secure, reliable. Use promo code RTRS. That is promo code RTRS. Make your first deposit, get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. It's promo code RTRS. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay. It has long been my theory. Oh, by the way, one thing that I think is funny about the 76 place website, they list their goals. Goals, privately funded, no city subsidies. Generate job and business growth for diverse communities. Preserve and promote affordability. Create a clean and safe environment. Minimize the impacts of construction and congestion. Develop an environmentally sustainable area preserve culture and identity of surrounding communities. Nowhere do you notice that they're anywhere in their stated goal is to make more money. It's like, sure. it's just fun. like how your goal is not to preserve culture. Um, I look, my, my thought has, and it is very telling in a, a very strange way that they knew they were doing this, but for some reason, a week before sent a survey yeah. to fans asking them 
if they'd rather have it here or in the Navy Yard or in Camden. Very strange, that's a surprising, right? That's a surprising part for me. I mean, I, I assume that they had plans drawn up for all three. Like, it wasn't just like, hey, which one do you guys pick? Oh, you pick this one? All right, give us, give us four minutes right. and we'll, uh, we'll draw up this whole thing. Um, but, but it is weird for that to be such an abbreviated time between yes. those things happening was right. Odd. I, I've always thought they want to build a an arena in Camden. They already have a working relationship with New Jersey. There's space there. New Jersey gave them so many tax subsidies on the the uh, the their building there in the first place that the thing ended up being like like it is a, a big money thing. I there will be so many obstacles that get put in their way to building it at 10th and market from uh, groups like the Chinatown group to like, you can talk about there being parking garages there all you want. Anyone who's driven around there notice, knows there's like a lot of infrastructure issues about putting um, a venue there. And like it or not, Philadelphia, both Philadelphia um, public transportation and um is not like like New York or Chicago or 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 places that have that and and there are a lot of people that come in you know you talk about a city like New York a lot of people come from the suburbs and take public transportation into the city Philadelphia is not really that way it is a driving city coming from suburbs into the city more than that all that all that said I just don't believe that it's actually going to happen. I, I, I think they're lying when they're saying they're not taking any public money. Um, I think it's, and it is incredibly telling that they made this announcement and most Philadelphia public officials were not prepared for the announcement at all. They didn't even know it was coming. Isn't that strange that, that, that you're announcing your intent to build something that will involve, whether it's costing the city a penny or not, the city like think about the construction of three years at 10th and fucking market. Like that is a massive, the city has to be involved in that. And they, it's just like the whole thing reeks of like shadiness to me. And the, like the last thing I would say is I saw a lot of people just sort of like uh, parading around their, their, uh, well, maybe people from the suburbs will have to learn how to take public transportation. It's like, I'm glad you're like 23 and that you live in the city. And I've, I've taken the regional rail to work. I've taken uh, SEPTA buses to work. I've taken the, the L to work. I've done all of those things. But there's like a, a massive difference between driving your family of four to, from, like taking your family of four from Lansdale um, to a, a, a game and waiting on a fucking SEPTA platform with two kids at 11 o'clock at night <laughs> with a bunch of sports fans and driving them there. And, and if you live in the city and happen to live in South Philly and then go to the game at 10th and Mark, it's just different. Um, so saying that like, this is going to be the reason that the city shifts its, you know, desire to take public transportation in the city, I think is unrealistic. All that said, I just don't think it's going to happen. And I think it's a setup for something else. And it's just, the entire thing is absolutely curious to me. So I'm sure I'll get a, a text message from somebody with the team, but that's my opinion on it. Um, definitely curious that they, this wasn't done more hand in hand with the city. I don't think that, you know, obviously everyone's not going to drive to the game, but I think if more people take public transit to the game, um, than just assuming that like driving is the best way. I always loved uh, taking the train, and just hopping out right right by the stadiums in South Philly. I thought that's whenever you're going to the Phillies game or whatever, it's just super easy to get there, um, and not having to worry. And then you can get you know drink and whatever it is. Um, 
if I bet ten dollars to you, I get three point three million. If they, yeah, but I I can't legally take bets. I'm not. I'm sorry. Book. This podcast is live and binding, and so no. But there's happens. no history CJ's of recording the podcast. it. CJ's got a ledger of it. It's I'm going to put it. I won't. I won't look. I could go higher. I could go hundred, oh, but I'll go ten. Last thing. Last thing. I go three point three million. So if it pays out, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Camden seems like the obvious place it would go, but it seems like just very strange and a weird public thing to be like big 76 place. Here it is. It's all happening. And then to, if their ultimate plan is to get to Camden, it's, it's all weird, but I I think it's, I think it seems bizarre to roll out this whole thing if they didn't think it was going to work. The last thing I would say is the idea that this is an, an economic advantage to the area it goes in is just disproved over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, as, yeah. As, Especially when, and, and this is example after example, the study after study after study after study after study, it, it doesn't. What it does is it moves jobs around. Like we do not need, it's okay if the Sixers want one. We don't need another arena. Their whole their whole theory that arenas last like 35 years and they're not good anymore, that might've been the case if the arena was built in the 60s, but there's nothing, you walk into the updated Wells Fargo Center, there's nothing in there where you go, boy, this is out of date, you know? Oh, there's not enough bathrooms, the sight lines are, it's fine. So all it does is the people who, who like, let's say the Wells Fargo Center had, and again, I don't begrudge them for wanting to do it. I just, I begrudge the idea that it is, it helps economically. The, there were, let's say, 45 home games for the Sixers at the Wells Fargo Center. Well, we're not creating f- more jobs. We're, those are 45 nights that are going to be dark at the Wells Fargo Center now. And the people who work part-time there will just work part-time somewhere else. And it, yes, they're building something and there are jobs for building something, but you don't just build things to create jobs unless they provide utility. It doesn't provide utility. Um, it doesn't provide economic, it, people don't tend to stay in the area of, of sporting venues. It's just like, it doesn't work. They don't need one. It's a one and it's about the value of the franchise and it's about making more money, which their business, they're allowed to do that. But I just hate when it gets painted otherwise. Like, hey, we're doing this for the Asian community in the area. We're going to make sure it's better for them. Well, they, like nobody there wants it. <laughs> what are you talking about? Of course. So, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's always the case. Like there, yeah. any of the stuff on the website is all like a, they can hope and cross their fingers that they're not, there's a nice tertiary benefit. But the reason they're doing this is because they want to build an arena. It's not because yeah. they're, they're dying to, to preserve culture. Yeah. Um, unless yeah. they really want to win me $3.3 million from you specifically, which would be cool. <laughs> be cool which would be a cool goal. Um, how close is this to LL? Uh, it's walking distance. So LL is at uh, like 10th and what? Um, Walnut. Wait, Chestnut. No, he's on Chestnut, right? Yeah, he's on. Then we I, say, I've been saying this, this my whole life. For seven or seven years, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. I I'm can't believe sure it's seven, Walnut. seven or seven Walnut. You're right. Seven or yeah. seven Walnut. So this is 10th and Market. So it is two block, five blocks away. Two okay. blocks up, three blocks over. Yeah. Fun. Get a ring, go to the game. Um, how would this affect, there's been, you know, the, the WNBA is going to add two expansion teams in the next probably year or two. Does this, if Infilius was on the short list of possible, like assumed names, how would that affect a possible WNBA team if, if it's in Philly, if it's like 
could they play at either arena? Could this like does this give more flexibility of like okay, it doesn't have to be a Josh Harris, David Blitzer type ownership group, and because now Wells Fargo would be like available in the years to come, kind of thing. What do you think? Well, I mean that's ten years. Like even in the best case scenario, this doesn't happen mm-hmm. for ten years, right? So mm-hmm. in those, so I think you need a. I, I think my, my thought would be is if if they thought that Philadelphia, I don't think this advances the cause at all. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it makes the Sixers push for it more because they can fill dates. Because mm-hmm. look, one of the the issues that you're gonna you're gonna come into here is that a city of Philadelphia's size. I, I don't know if it needs two arenas. It's had one arena for the last. 10 years since they knocked down the spectrum. And it's not like we've missed out on concerts or you know, the circus still comes here and all that all that bullshit. So uh, the Sixers are gonna wanna fill dates in that and then they become competition to the Wells Fargo Center. So I think it might make the Sixers push for it more because they they could fill dates. But again, that's 10 years, 10 mm-hmm. years down the line. So I don't And the know. Flyers will still be at Wells Fargo, right? Yes, because they're owned by Comcast Spectacor, who owns the Wells Fargo Center, which, by the way, they just okay. sunk $300 million in updates to. And I can understand not wanting to pay rent. Look, when you when you talk about the value of the Sixers franchise, I think to an extent, they'll say like, ah, $2.2 billion. I think to an extent, that value is sort of like more of a paper value than a reality value unless they have an arena. Like mm-hmm. everybody wants an arena. It's just the revenue opportunities are much, much higher. You know, it's also the Wells Fargo. I mean, it's going to be so far away. I, I thought Embiid's tweet saying in ten years uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, with it's like two fun. like old old man emojis. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, yeah, but the you know the Wells Fargo Center has a reputation because it's a hockey arena for being extremely cold for yes. the players specifically, and it is it will would will be nice. To not have to worry about, you know, I mean, R.I.P. Keith Pompey's hand, his yes. moist hand. Although that's, that was not even in Philly. That was in Sacramento, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was, was it? in Sacramento. Yeah. Well, it was definitely against the Kings. Yeah. It was definitely anyway, against the Kings. Whether it was there anyway. Um, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not having to worry about like there's ice under the under the floorboards maybe will be a, a, a possibly better thing. Or maybe like they just stopped playing. It'd be cool if the Sixers decided to play like at the Palestra. Like they're like we're not going to do Wells Fargo anymore. We're doing the Plaster. Like any like there's so many cool uh, court like arenas and like smaller ones in the city. If they just decided like fuck you Wells Fargo, we're going to play in the small ones. Would be a cool move. I'm very curious to see how this plays out, and <clears throat> I think it's the when you look at the timeline, it is hilarious. They already built in three years for arguing about it. Like, so, so this is just the beginning, you know, like the first three years of it, they might as well put like bitching, complaining, buying off special interest groups. Like the first three years are shutting everybody up. And, uh, and you know, like Philadelphia will have a new mayor, you know, very early on in this process too, which will be interesting. Um, so we'll see. I think, I think the quotes from the city were like cautiously optimistic, but they should be cautiously optimistic you know it, it shouldn't be it shouldn't buy into exactly what these guys say so we'll see we'll see i know tad My, has been tad and tad and the crew have been on the interview warpath recently you know so we'll see we'll see what happens i know kyle did a big round table with tad and the crew so we'll see what happens i just look forward to a tyrese maxi Jaden springer backcourt in 2031 christening <laughs> the new arena <laughs> Uh, Tyrese Maxey will be in his 30s by the, by the way. Oh, big Tyrese Maxey will be 31. Tyre, 
Yeah. That's not, that feels like he should be older, but he'll be, he'll be younger than me still in 10 years. Yeah. Uh, it'll be great. Tyrese Maxey really going to be so instrumental in preserving the culture of that area. That's what's, that's what it's all about. That's what the new arenas are all about. Maxey at David's Malawa, Maxey at, you know, the Lowe's Hotel. <laughs> Maxie just doing doing photo shoots all over at uh, Hopsing Laundromat. Just just mm-hmm. Maxie doing photos everywhere. Maxie at LL. Yeah, Maxie at LL. There you go. Part of we're curious. We should bring LL on to discuss the his his. He's opinion. already here. He yeah. just said that, and he's already here. He's, he's already in the waiting room. CJ gone. didn't even give him the link. <laughs> no, doesn't even need the link. All right. We will talk about the uh, athletic tiers in a moment. First, I want to talk about Briggs Auction. Just, you know, the the auction they just closed, the Discovery of Briggs, Briggs Auction on July 23rd, had a lot of amazing Sixers sort of memorabilia in there. Really hilarious Sixers memorabilia. I think one of our Twitch viewers got some Hello Kitty. Fr- oh, there we go. A, I am now the proud owner of a Kyle Korver signed basketball and a Hello Kitty mini fridge. Thanks to Briggs Auction. Mm. I love it. Briggs Auction, four generation uh, family owned and operated auction house right there in Delco. Auctions, estate auctions and discovery auctions at this point, almost every week. Though It used to be every other week. It seems like they're having them like every week now. The one now closes on the 29th. It is open for bids. In the collectible section, which I always go to first, two original film film reels from King Kong, which is amazing. Also, original film reels from Reefer Madness, which also I think is amazing. And the last couple of auctions, they've had cars in there. I didn't know this had become like a classic collectible car, but there is a 1986 Porsche 911 Turbo in the auction. So you can either get a signed Kyle Corver basketball or a red 1986 Porsche 911 uh, Turbo, which looks to go for between eighty and $120,000. So if you're a Ricky listener that gets that, please let us know. Love Briggs Auction. Get the app so you can look at all of the items and be alerted when new auctions come up. Briggs Auction app is available in the App Store or Google Play, or you can just go to briggsauction.com slash Ricky. You buy something there, pickup is easy by appointment during the week. Saturdays, they have open pickup or they can work with you. They have several shippers they work with to get it to you that way. And if you're looking to downsize, looking to do your own estate auction, go to or rather send an email to uh, info at briggsauction.com. Hit up Steve, uh, info at briggsauction.com. Love Briggs Auction, love spending time looking through the auctions. Briggs Auction, Briggs Auction. Okay, The Athletic again uh, did their tiers. So they do rankings, but I think it's cool that they do tiers. They put like players in groups and the tiers sort of shift. I think this is probably the first time, Embiid, tier one before. So Embiid is in tier 1B. There's only one other player in tier 1B. That is Luka Doncic. Tier 1A has Giannis, Durant, Curry, and Jokic. And tier 1C has LeBron and Kawhi. My question to you, Mike, is does that sound accurate? And should Embiid be in a tier below Jokic? Um, I think it's probably accurate at this point. Um, Embiid hasn't gotten out of the second round, and I think the way to, to move mm-hmm. up in that 
is to do that. Um, as far like I think sometimes I think head to head, like I'm I'm dying to see. I've been I've been like hankering for this for a while, but I'm like dying to see a an Embiid Giannis playoff series where Embiid guards yeah. Giannis because would you I bet on think, Embiid or would you bet on Giannis? I would bet on Embiid. I just think that Giannis would Whoa. not be able to do the like physical bullying length and stuff with Embiid on him, and it might impact. You know, Embiid, Embiid's wearing a tear. Giannis is certainly in much better shape than Embiid, um, you know, resilience-wise. But I just, there's, I just don't see, Giannis gets by on in bullying smaller people and, you know, blowing by slower people. And Embiid's kind of just not either of those. He's just, he just can't do it as often, as for as long as Giannis can. And obviously he's an incredible player. Giannis deserves to be there. But I just really want to see that, matchup and i you know i believe in our guy um jokic it's just like jokic's offense in the playoffs is more reliable than Embiid's defense in the playoffs because that is of fair. the way because of the way that the the nba is um, certainly has been more reliable yeah yeah, yeah. i mean Embiid's an incredible defensive player he's one of the best defensive players in the league and i think Embiid's offense is better than jokic's defense still um like Jokic is a good defensive player. People talk about like, but Embiid led the league in scoring last year. Like, it's not he's not Embiid's not Rudy Gobert uh, as far as like an all defense, no offense role. He's so, the, the number was the number one option on the the top seed in the league. You know, like he's certainly a, a very good offensive player. He's just not Jokic. Yeah. So especially defense or in the playoffs when when you spread them out and if. If the Sixers got deep enough into the playoffs where Embiid had to cover the perimeter more, his value would be lessened some. Um, even though he's very good at that for his size, he's still not, you know, he's not Bam. As far as like you're, you love having him on the perimeter all the time. Um, you want him close to the basket. So um, I don't mind it. I mean, 1B is great. Him and Luka, I think that's perfectly fine. Ahead of LeBron and Kawhi is awesome. And I think probably right considering where they are in their careers right now. I'm I'm perfectly fine with this. I'm fine with it. I I don't man, I hope Embiid you bet on Embiid in that playoff matchup, but it sure as fuck seems like Giannis averages like fucking 36 15 and 8 every playoff series. Totally. You know? And and Giannis will go, is always going to get his. It's just a matter of like effectiveness within a team winning concept and I think that when it's when he goes one on one it becomes He's not sharing the ball. It's not as, you know, cohesive of an offense. And I, I, I just love, I've, in the times that we've seen Embiid cover Giannis, it's been such a cool matchup. And I, even though Giannis is definitely going to get his points, I believe in the Sixers winning that matchup and Embiid winning that matchup. And in, in the, in the explanation, it, it's basically the playoffs that says is the difference, you know? And I, I think that's absolutely fair. So the next Sixer, is James Harden, who's in tier 2B, along with mm. Trey Young, John Morant, and Anthony Davis. Tier 2A, Jason Tatum and Jimmy Butler. Tier 2C, Devin Booker, Rudy Gobert, Chris Paul, Paul George, and Damian Lillard. I think this is giving an, if, if, if they're taking playoffs into account, this is an awfully- Generous. A, generous, you know, yeah, and based on what we just saw for James, based Harden, on what we just saw, this is overly generous. Absolutely, yeah. I think but, the Anthony Davis thing is 
that feels like a, an interesting comparison. Yeah. But, but the players that he's ahead of, or even with, I don't know, you know, it's tough. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think you could look at that list and, and see five or six players you'd rather have than Harden right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm all in on none of those guys taking a pay cut, Spike. None of those guys taking a pay cut and a bunch of money under the table in t-shirts. $15 million in t-shirts under the table. I don't see uh, any wines there. I don't nope. see any wines for Maybe all consumers. Have wines. There's, a, there's yeah. a chance they have, they have wines, but it might not be as consumer friendly. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's generous. But I think also I'm, I'm all in on uh, loosen up that hamstring, baby. I'm all in on mm-hmm. keep it loose, lube it up all summer long. Uh, he is locking it down and taking care of his fitness. He is wearing uh, white, uh, white. Wearing white. White is the one that's not slimming. Wearing black is slimming, right? Correct. Okay. So he's if he's feeling good enough to wear white, that says a lot about his body and how he's taking care of his body. <laughs> if he's if he's if he's feeling a little bit big, not not in his best shape, maybe he doesn't go to that party. So think about that. Uh, and so I believe in I believe in the hamstring being better. I have to. We have to. We must believe in the hamstring. The power of the hamstring, nice and easy. Bunch of baths, some warm, some cold. Keep your body off off kilter. Somebody buy him a sauna. I'm sure he's got one of those. Taking cold showers, all of it. Yep. So I believe maybe in maybe that hyperbaric chamber that Tio used to have. Yeah, mm-hmm. with just like t-shirts all papering the sides of it. It's great. So to be as generous, but, uh, but I believe. Tyrese Maxey in tier 4A, also in tier 4A, Brandon Ingram, Evan Mobley, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, Al Horford, um, Jalen Brunson, DeAndre Ayton, Mikael Bridges, Donata Sabonis, Marcus Smart. Tier 4B, Derek White, Gary Trent, Kyle Lowry, Aaron Gordon, Jordan Poole, Tyrese Halliburton. This seems mostly fair to me. Yeah. You, you could probably argue a couple of the 4A players are better right now. You could also argue a couple of the 4A players are worse right now. It, mm-hmm. it seems like a, a totally fair representation for Maxi. I think that's completely fair. I think you could look at those guys and say like, well, I'd rather have Maxi going forward than a lot of those guys or some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's, he's right in the middle there. I think, I think it's probably... That's definitely more in line with where I see Brandon Ingram. I think that's low for where a lot of people see Brandon Ingram. Um, I like a lot of those. I mean, that's that's a that's a tier of players I like. I I would move up Halliburton. I think he's awesome. Probably move down Kyle Lowry at this point. Um, but yeah, I think that's a completely fair and like a lot of respect goes to a second year player who was drafted in the twenties. Um, I'm happy about it. Tobias Harris is in tier 4B, along with John Collins, Jeremy Grant, Lonzo Ball, Miles Turner, and De'Aaron Fox. Uh, Ahead of Mike Conley, Clint Capella, Terry Rozier um, in tier 5A. I, I, I would not argue with having Harris above like Clint Capella and Mike Conley at this point, but I just, I can't tell you how much I'd rather have John Collins, Jeremy Grant, Lonzo Ball, Miles Turner, or Darren Fox than Tobias Harris. Maybe not Darren Fox. I think he might be a sort of a losing player, but the the other ones, I don't know. I think they all have 
far more utility than Harris does. But I think it's me. fair. I mean, I think uh, John Collins is not not very good. Embiid, mm, uh, like did you see Collins. the Embiid tweet that he liked? Yeah, about John Collins. Yeah, and Trey Young. Uh, and Trey Young, but I guess it was yeah. more John Collins centric because he fouled out of the Drew League and then lost. Um, I always like it when there's like weird secret <laughs> beefs that we don't know about. So that's cool to. I mean, it, may, it might not be anything, but fun to imagine. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Tobias is not. I would rather have as a player on it on any team, not the Sixers specifically. I'd rather have Lonzo, but his 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 body might be just fucked up. Can't stay healthy. Miles mm-hmm. Turner, I think, on a on a on on a new on any team, as far as like a one of a, the very few like rim protecting stretch fives, I think he's going to be very good somewhere, um, for sure. But I think as I mean, I think him and Jeremy are pretty comparable. As I said, I think John Collins same thing. I think he's better than Mike Conley at this point. Clint Capella same thing. So I think I think it's perfectly fair. But it is a uh, worth remembering. Like this is I know that. The contract is way bigger than it should be, but like he's still in the mix with these kinds of guys. And so next year, when the contract is expiring and they want to flip him for something else, blah blah blah, um, things could things could change. It's not just not just like type of like Westbrook dead money. Where's Westbrook in this list, by the way? I don't know. Doing you, do you have the Athletic app? I can never fucking log in on web ever. Only at the app. <laughs> fucking pain in the ass at website. Uh, and finally, PJ Tucker uh, in Tier Five A, along with Terry Rozier, Nick Vucevic, D'Angelo Russell, GP Two, Jay Crowder, GP2. Mike Conley. GP Two, yeah. Love how it. about it? What a what a glow up for GP Two. That's awesome. Good for yeah. him. It's so it's so bizarre to have D'Angelo Russell and Gary Payton II in the same category when right. one of them was just recently cut, and, and the other and, one is you know the second overall pick getting paid a fuckload of money. And, and by the way, if you asked fans of 30 NBA teams, like 28 of them may rather have GP2 on their team than D'Angelo Russell, you know? Totally. I mean, yeah. and, and maybe like D'Angelo Russell is obviously the like probably better player, but like for money and role, like 100% mm-hmm. you'd rather have GP2. GP2 is also yeah. like 29, it's worth saying. Yeah. He feels like he's young, but he's not. Um, yeah. It's just, it's, I don't know if it's good. I mean, I, I'm not going to like finger wag, but like the, the like GMification of fandom over the last like 10, 15 years, I guess since Twitter really has become big, like everything is about their value and maybe that's not as fun for some players, but it's, it's yeah. how I enjoyed watching, you know, basketball and thinking about basketball, obviously. It's our but, whole thing. Um, yeah, no, for sure. But yeah. it's just a matter of like, is it good for the random person to to be like, you know, thinking about their contract as far as like, as, insofar as like how good they are when it's like, well, who do you really need to give a shit? I don't know, but maybe it doesn't matter. We have an amazing update on the relationship advice story from last week. I will talk oh, to no. you. Yeah, it's a good update. Talk to you about Body Bio. Body, we are, what a trusted sponsor. We, we trust them with our body. Right here's Body Bio. Here is Elite. If you're watching on video, this is from Body Bio. Body Bio is a family-owned and operated supplement company in Jersey that we love and we trust. Shout out Jess. Shout out Mike. Elite is one of their products that we use. This is I'm, just I'm pure. Using, I'm drinking it right now. In fact, 
There you I'm go. Playing basketball right well in the in this water glass, but I'm drinking it because uh, I have uh, basketball later today and don't want to cramp up. What I do is, you know, like your, your, uh, what's it called? Your hydration is important and that's not just water. It has to do with electrolytes. So instead of getting a big bottle of blue stuff with artificial colors and flavors and whatever, this is just pure electrolyte concentrate. You just take a cap of it. You see this whole bottle? You don't need this whole bottle. You take a cap of it. You put it in whatever you're drinking. In this case, I have seltzer right here. Do it in the morning, do it in the evening. Now, you talk about cramping up during sports. I used to cramp up during like driving. I would have cramps in my calves and my feet. They totally went away. And these are the sort of products that, that Body Bio have. They have liposomal vitamin C, which is their vitamin C product, which is, you know, vitamin C is super important, but a lot of the, the uh, supplements you see, they, they just sort of like, you piss them out, right? Because uh, you're, they just go right through your body. The, the liposomal vitamin C gets into your cells. So it has the same amount of vitamin C in the pill, but you're actually, um, you're taking in more of it. Super important. Butyrate, super important supplement. The only um, gut supplement you need, a postbiotic makes you, you know, feel less bloated, all that kind of shit. Body Bio is your, your one-stop shop for all of them. And because of that, we have a code that gets you 20% off everything all the time everything all the time. Use code RTRS20 at bodybio.com. That is RTRS20 at bodybio.com. You get 20% off everything. I think they have their event with Lane Johnson today too. Would love to see Lane Johnson taking a little e-light. Hope Mike gets a photo of that. In any case, we love Body Bio. Once again, bodybio.com code RTRS20. So last week we had a relationship advice segment that seemed to resonate amongst our listeners. Whereas... This gentleman had had a girlfriend of six years, was graduating med school or law school or something like that. I think it was med school. And they were buying a house together, even though they were not engaged or married. And she put all the money down because his financial situation, having all that debt from all that college would have been bad. Anyway, two days before they were supposed to move in together, she said that she sort of like needed some space and she didn't want him to move in. And she was referring to him as her tenant. Possibly jokingly. Possibly jokingly, but we're not sure. And also posted pictures of her new home on social without him mentioned or shown in any of them. Yeah. They decided to take a two to four week break. Um, and, and, but he moved in anyway. And she said after a week that she missed him and she wanted to, um, to get back together. He asked us what I we should do. And I felt bad about this. I've since the last podcast, I've been feeling like we went too hard. I feel bad for, I feel bad for the whole situation. Not you were right. This is dark. What you were right. You were right though. You, you can't. You can't do. Oh, a hundred percent. I don't yeah, feel. Yeah. I don't feel like I made a mistake with my opinion. I just feel like okay. maybe we piled on too much, and I feel bad uh, for the whole situation. Well, and I, and I do also want to hear if she listens to the podcast. I want to hear her perspective also because oh, it might be different I than his. I don't. I don't, I don't want to hear it. Well, unless he's lying, but. Yeah, it might be just a different, there might be details getting missed and, and points of view getting missed um, in this representation. Maybe. I'm not ruling that out because this, this is a one-sided story so far. Sure, sure. If, if they happened, as he said, I think there's very little room for what he should do. Honestly, sure. oh, even, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. Yes. even if things happen differently, like just move on. So yeah, we got if, an email yeah, from They him. should, even if things happen differently, then it's, if it's, then there's a massive gap in 
reality and yeah. it should end and no matter yeah. what there's, there's no version of this where there is relationship shouldn't end but i do right. want to hear that well if there's some context that we're missing if she listens to can you imagine if she listens to holy that'd be great <laughs> yeah all right so he says thank you so much for reading my story on the pod and giving such a definitive answer emotions and history have clouded my judgment but i can see that you're right also to make this matter matters worse didn't include this initially because I was trying to be unbiased. My ex is from Boston and she is a Celtics fan. Oh boy. <laughs> Hope to meet someone someday who won't call me their tenant. P.S. Thanks again. Uh, I didn't give his name. Uh, P.S. I've been a Ricky listener since 2015 and I appreciate the hell out of you all. Cannot wait for the next live event. So, Dropping, just dragging her, dragging yes. her Celtics fan ass <laughs> through the pod. Maybe she's uh, one of the Celtics fans who hate listens to this one. Maybe. Could be. Could be. Or maybe enjoy, he's a bad or tenant. Not even a hate lesson, just enjoys our 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 torture, our turmoil. The uh good comment from video takeout in YouTube. Maybe he's a terrible tenant. <laughs> it's possible. That's true. <laughs> he could just be a bad tenant. You never That's know. Right. The hard to stomach YouTube comment of the week comes from Calvin Cambridge. He says now that we've traded away Danny Green, I really can't wait for him to air all of the dirty laundry of that locker room of the past two years on his podcast as he recovers from the injury. Now, as we know, Danny Green was not, Danny Green said whatever he wanted anyway, but it does he feel like he's, he's going to need a lot of content right now. You know, we might get some good stories. I am, yeah. I am wearing a Danny Green t-shirt I got from a vintage t-shirt website. It says, it has two pictures of Danny Green when he was on the Spurs and it says, Danny Green, um, raining threes like a boss on it. <laughs> it's the best $20 I ever spent. Yeah. Why does this t-shirt exist? Why? Why? Arguably, it shouldn't. Yeah. I'm wearing a Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs t-shirt. Oh, there you go. That my dad got me for it when he went to the game. Lorenzo Brown Mailbag. You can send us emails or leave us voicemails. Emails go to writesrickysanchez at gmail.com. Voicemails go to 833-LICKFACE. This email comes from Tom talking about Mount Joy. Matt from Mount Joy will be on the pod on Wednesday night. As we stated before, there's a bit of a problem as the last time we heard from Mount Joy, they were supposed to leave tickets for CJ, our producer, and the tickets were not there. Mm. Tom says they should promise him that he could come on stage and do cool shit and then not give him tickets again just to fuck with him. <laughs> Convert the accident into a gimmick. Wow. <laughs> Heal. Would Make be CJ. Great. So Matt's in this. In, so I'm in, obviously I'm on Young Rock season three. Mm -hmm. Very, a lot of wrestling is percolating in my mind right now. So in this version, Matt Joy would be the heel. Yes. They would make themselves the heel of their own concert. Yeah. To, I would <laughs> to put CJ over as a babyface. Yes. <laughs> Great. I mean, it's, it helps us, right? It helps our brand. You know, Great. CJ becomes a bigger, bigger deal. Yeah, absolutely. CJ is CJ has such babyface energy. Yeah. Unbelievable. Are you kidding? Yes. And to Squeaky his credit, clean. to his credit, guy likes to hike. Unbelievable. <laughs> babyface as hell. <laughs> to his credit, he only pops in. When he needs to, he never like overstays his welcome on the pod. Sure. You know, people only know the good parts of CJ. Might be a piece <laughs> of shit. Parts. We don't know. Well, we yeah. don't know. He could be a piece of shit. I don't know. Like he could be in, in his real Think life. Questions we can ask his girlfriend's father. Yeah. Does he ever call you tenant? 
you know, when you're staying over the apartment. So this email comes from Mike. The conversation about max contracts got me thinking, could a variation of the MLS salary budget work in the NBA or any other sport? And the MLS salary cap, salary cap is 4.9 million and the max salary for a player is 612,000. However, teams can have up to three designated players that can make any amount over the max salary, but only 612 applies to the cap. Some variation of this could be interesting or a potential disaster. Curious about your thoughts. Um, I, I just don't think that there should be a max individual a max amount you can. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there should be an individual amount you can pay someone. Which why would is that? really solve the problem, you know, especially the competitive balance problem, because then a team like Oklahoma City could say, you know what, we want to offer Kevin Durant eighty million to come to Oklahoma City and see see if it works. You know, like yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't I don't know that that would work for a lot of guys. Like I think that if you're worth that much money you are able to get, you know, sponsorships and shit that, that make up the difference. It would, I think it would make you want to just go wherever you wanted to go. But the idea that there's a, like a certain amount that you can pay someone is insane. The, the idea, I mean, I like there being like some level of competitive balance, kind of, but like for all these billionaire owners that like have gotten rich off of capitalism, the fact that they don't want capitalism in this league is just very odd. It's just a very odd like striking difference where they go like they go like well the warriors and steve ballmer can just pay for whatever they want it's like yeah so like <laughs> isn't that what isn't that how you became rich isn't that like the story you tell yourself of how it's all like fair and great and it's like if you want to get a better team then go like do a better job like isn't that their whole shit well like, i just I, find it very like extremely uh like like blind like they're intentionally like they're closing their eyes to the world and being like well this is not you know we're going to complain about it it's just very it's, it's extremely strange to me that they can hold both opinions at once i i understand the if you're in a like not being in new york la miami whatever i specifically new york and la from a financial standpoint i understand like i understand the cap in that way but as far as individual players, I I think it makes it more interesting in a yeah. in a huge way if there's not individual player caps, you know. And like, and by the way, like, you know, you, fair market value. I I think I think some players that get super maxes or something may never get those, you know, like those problems where you have to give a player a certain amount because this is how much they're allowed and, and so on and so forth. I don't know. I think it makes the landscape way more interesting and competitive if you don't have individual player salaries. Absolutely. Yeah, and there's a, there's a, there's a world where that like... Player salary um, limits, I'm sorry. There's a world where that like hollows out like the middle class of the league because if you're paying Steph and LeBron and Jokic, whatever, 90 million, then you then there's less money to go around for... The middle class so i get why like the players association is a little bit like do we want this because there's more of us that would are really liking that like mid-level exception type of money mm -hmm. um but i don't know and if you really if these owners really want to win then they should they should pay pay to do so um let's go to a voicemail came from 833 oh no no he had a non-basketball question first non-basketball question was 
Greg Popovich is well-known around the league for setting up incredible dinners during the season. With Brett Brown back in the fold, which restaurant do you think Brett would recommend to pop in Philly? And what percent chance would you place on either of you getting an invite in Philly, New York, or LA? Well, that's a zero, that. Um, and as as we've mentioned before, we only mentioned one restaurant in Philadelphia ever. Um, Mike mentioned Sahav, and I go, yeah, it's good. And then, then and that's it. There's a lot of great restaurants in Philadelphia. I don't know where they would go. I don't, do you think Pop is like a steakhouse, Brett is like a steakhouse guy, an Italian guy, an Asian my read, my read is guy. Italian. But I think, Italian. I think they would, all sorts of stuff. I will yeah. look if Brett wants to reach out and find some places in LA. I'm happy to I'm happy to give him some racks. Uh, voicemail eight three three lickface. Oh, for God's sakes, man! I'm just I'm gonna get fired from my fucking technical job here. Here we go. Hold on. CJ heel turn. Yeah. Hey, Spike. Hey, Mike. This is Nate. I'm just calling to say that Spike, you are not alone on the JJ hate. The guy is slimy, he's phony, all of his takes feel like they've been approved by an online nerd focus group. And if you've noticed, he never has any controversial takes. Never. The most controversial thing he said was Bob Cousy played against milkmen and plumbers. I can't stand the guy. He gets on ESPN and he acts like he's the only reasonable person when they set him up against some shithead like Mad Dog Russo and he comes across looking studied and intelligent when he's just fake as shit, everything he does is calculated. And I just want to say you are not alone. He is the worst. I hate seeing his face. I hate his craving need to to be right all the time and to, oh, I can't stand the guy. So, yeah, you are not alone. That's all I needed. One other person. Interesting that you would Thank play you. that voicemail. I play all the Makes- voicemails. I play all the, well, not all, but I play the voicemails. I play the voice. We got the voicemail. I didn't get a voicemail telling me that I, I, by the way, the only thing I've read critical emails of myself for the JJ Reddick thing on the podcast and comments. So interesting that you would, if I feel like if you're able to decide the voicemails that get paid, you're also able to pay me $3.3 million if the Sixers build their arena where they say they're going to build it. <laughs> I feel like that's only fair. I'll put a cool $10 bet in. So that feels like it's above board. The only thing I'd like to say is that I think Mad Dog Russo is awesome, but I do think that everything that that guy said in that voicemail, thank you, Nate, is the best voicemail I think we've ever received, except for the people singing Travel and Queen. Those are also good, but I appreciate you, Nate. Thank you. That's all we got. Um, like I said, something always happens with the Sixers. This week we had nothing, and then they announced the building plans. So that was good. Curious to see between now and our next recording how many public acknowledgments of each other on social media Michael Rubin and Sixers players have. We should keep a running tab somewhere of those. I hope Corkmas posts something of just like a briefcase of money that Michael Rubin dropped off. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. Yeah. From not affiliated with Sixers anymore, owner. Speaking of birthday, Ben Simmons celebrated his birthday on Instagram for like 10 straight fucking days. You're yeah, growing up, bro. I didn't bro. see it. I it's didn't see just it. so many 
birthday posts, just so many birthday posts. And it seems like Subers is back in the fold with Ben, by the way. It seemed like. This is That's the all. stuff we got to monitor. <laughs> it's the off season. All right. We'll have photographer a free agency. Yeah, we'll have we'll have uh, Matt from Mount Joy on Wednesday night, and we will see how we settle this CJ fiasco. Um, we will talk to you then. Are you down with TTP? Yeah, you know, like this. If you don't fuck with me, then I won't, I won't fuck with you. If you don't fuck with me, then I won't fuck with you. But if you fuck with me, I'm gonna fucking kill you. That's a friend. 